0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on one of the season-defining weekends in Scottish football. Celtic have a treble in their sights after beating Rangers for the fourth time this season to reach the Scottish Cup final where they'll play Inverness. It means a trophyless campaign for Rangers with Michael Beale promising the biggest rebuild in years this summer. And the Championship will go right to the wire with 9 out of 10 teams still facing potential promotion or relegation with just one game to go. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna. And after yesterday at Hamden, Gordon, there should be treble ahead for Ange Postacoglu. Celtic can clinch two in a row at Tynecastle this Sunday. They can win the Scottish Cup against Cali Thistle at Hamden on June 3. Jota was the match winner at Hamden yesterday But another old firm defeat from Rangers And the only advice for Michael Beale today is You need to get rid of those players before they get rid of you Yeah, it was quite a weekend um, And finishing off with a game yesterday And it could get even better for Celtic This week, as Roger said, goes to Tynecastle And can mathematically clinch the league It was some afternoon, so lots to talk about I'm sure the Rangers fans will have strong opinions And where they turn to from here on in 01419511025 Come on then, most of you have been off your work today You've got the chance to kick back and reflect on a busy weekend of football So why not share your thoughts with us tonight Of course, looking back primarily on yesterday The two sides of it, Celtic fans You've got one eye on that more than one eye I suspect on the treble Of course Inverness stand in your way Well done to Inverness for getting there So what did you make of yesterday? Can you see anything stopping this Ange Postacoglu juggernaut towards the treble? And Rangers fans perhaps more probing questions for you In the sense of where did it go wrong yesterday? Where is it going wrong overall? How do the club fix this? What players need to be moved on in the summer? All the usual questions after a game like yesterday It's not the type of match we get over in just one night I suspect But let's get stuck in 0141 951 1025 I was going to ask you to pick your result and your goal and your howler of the weekend. It was, it was a bit limited, limited options for you, of course, with a reduced card. You can give it a bash if you want. Somebody's just going to pick Celtic and someone going to pick one from the Championship. Uh, result of the weekend. Um, yeah, listen, Celtic getting to the, the Scottish Cup final is the biggest game of the weekend. It's a game we've all been talking about. The, the chart before it, the gap is getting, you know, closer. There's not much between the teams. And yesterday in the 90 minutes, it probably showed that, but it did show that Celtic have many ways to win a game, not just by flamboyant attacking play. They also rely heavily on two outstanding centre-halves, and that was enough to earn my result of the weekend. I'll need to go for Cali Thistle. Um, any championship team that reaches the Scottish Cup final deserves a shout-out, particularly one that was knocked out of the competition earlier on in the season. Absolutely. To come through that scare against Queen's Park, to beat Livingston, to beat Kilmarnock, and now to beat Falkirk so convincingly, 3-0 at Hamden, it's a great achievement for Billy Dodge and his players, and I'll take you to 10-3 on Cup final day, when Billy Dodge demands silence in the Cali Thistle dressing room, and plays Hugh Keevan's intro to the show on Saturday. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think he's written them off, uh, I've got a funny feeling, is it all mm. going to revolve around those games? Am I going to ask you Howler and you're going to say Rangers defence? Is that, well, is I, I was going to specifically pick one of them, but you can't. 
Yeah, the howler of the weekend for me was probably the five players that surrounded the ball when Matt O'Reilly went down. and You've limited it to five, okay. Five and stood there and watched and allowed Maeda to nick in and then probably one of the worst at the back post, the captain, James Tavernier, not even seeing Jota come inside. So howler of the weekend goes to that those five players in the Rangers jersey. I need to go fashion Sakala. Um, oh, yeah, missed a big shot. chance in the cup final and missed a bigger chance yesterday after James Tavernier struck the post. Uh, we mentioned in the show on Friday, Rangers had been getting closer to Celtic in these fixtures. We spoke about the importance of it being clinical in both boxes. Mark's just pointed out they weren't clinical in their own box, and Fashion Sakala certainly wasn't clinical mm. in Celtic's box. Uh, main man of the weekend Mark Wilson Who stands out for you uh, He's got to be One of those centre halves Now Starfelt I gave plenty of credit to I thought he was outstanding But he was just overshadowed By his partner Cameron Carter Vickers Last game Of the season for him He made it clear To Ange Postacoglu That he wanted to play In that game And Well What a performance it was from him Dealt with everything That came into his box Was strong against Morelos Didn't give anybody a look in Outstanding performance From the Celtic centre half I'll go for Billy McKay um, oh, yes. Those two goals for Cali Thistle at Hamden Took him to the 100 goal landmark for the club He is now just one behind Dennis Wyness In the all time scoring charts For Inverness Cali Thistle And he better not get it against Aaron Friday night Of course the Ayrshire bias coming in What about the championship race? I've got a funny feeling Call it a hunch That we're going to spend most of this show Dissecting what happened uh, At Hamden yesterday So please get your calls in Celtic fans How happy are you What's good What's great What's going well about your team And Rangers fans it, It's sort of the opposite isn't it The post-mortem starts here So 01419511025 Nine teams Still don't know If they'll be going up Or going down From the championship this season Roger And there is one game to go yeah, I watched a bit of Dundee Cove on Friday night and I was trying to do all my arithmetic afterwards with my Ayrshire bias and I thought, right, if Ayr can beat Wraith then that means they'll only need a point to Inverness next Friday Inverness will all still be hung over after beating Falkirk in the Cup <laughs> so it's looking really good and then Morton go and beat Queen's Park in the Saturday which means if Ayr get a point in Inverness Morton can go past the two nah, of them you've actually and, lost and, me already and they can get in I'm, fourth I'm place in the playoffs serious. it's bonkers uh, well the, I think the big story is obviously at the top because who would have thought that it would have came down to the last game of the season mm. against each other other know, and a ground that isn't even attributed <laughs> to any of them for the championship and a Queen's Park team who have came through the divisions okay money ploughed into them behind the scenes and I, I just never thought I'd see the day that Queen's Park would be in the Premiership could be soon we'll find out plenty to look ahead to this week but there's only one place to start and that is Hamden Park yesterday 0141 951 1025 Dave is a Rangers fan sum up how you felt about that game yesterday Dave well, I'm actually disgusted, to be honest. And see, after watching it, the manager, Bill, he has to look at himself in the mirror. Why was he playing Cavalier, Barisic, Lundstrom, Kent, Morales, who over the course have produced nothing almost in the last year and a half? Absolutely nothing. And the Cavalier, as a fullback, is one of the worst we've had at Rangers. And if I'd been on the show last year, if I could get on the show last week, I would have said, do not play Tavernier. Play him further forward if you're playing him. Because his stats further forward are great. But as a fullback, absolute nonsense. How long was Jota standing behind him for that cross to come over? You know, 
I mean, that that is one of the basic errors. And Shikawa, uh, uh, he he must be the worst finisher, the worst finisher um, the Rangers have had. You know, he's it was an open goal. I'll tell you who would have scored that goal. Hugh Evans. Uh, he probably would have. The Chi or Roof would have scored the goals if he'd been fit. You know, that's the only two that scored that. But he is the worst finisher that you can have in the books. And I just want to know what the guy's thoughts are, um, because he should have had the young fullback, young as playing yesterday. He should have. I would have had a younger fullback playing behind Tavernier. And I'd have probably mm. played a back three. Can you, uh, Roger, we'll get into the sort of the details because Dave makes a lot of interesting points, but straight away, he's disgusted at yesterday. It's a strong opening. Um, can you understand that? That depth of feeling Yeah I think Rangers fans Will be disgusted um, The team has gone backwards In the last 12 months 12 months ago They were about to win A Scottish Cup They had just beaten Celtic In a semi-final They went on to beat Hearts in the final They reached a European final um, Since then They have The worst record In Champions League history They've lost four games To Celtic And drawn one They are already Out of the title race Celtic will clinch a title At Tynecastle on Sunday um, they have got rid of a manager They've changed chairman They've lost a sporting director They're about to swap a managing director For a chief executive They have eight players coming out of contract They have another half dozen or so Who can't seem to get into the team And would probably be sold at the drop of a hat And in the middle of it all And I know Dave isn't very happy with the manager Trying to keep this all together Is Michael Bill. This is one of the mm. biggest summers In the modern history of Rangers Football Club because if they don't get closer to Ange Postacoglu's Celtic then Dave might be disgusted for some period of time to come Dave, you said the manager needs to look at himself Where where's the balance of blame here because how much of it is, is it realistic that Michael Beale can pick other people and how much of it is that these players are now underperforming far too often for you? Oh, they're, they're definitely underperforming um, and it he is responsible. Why is Morelos back in the team? Now, he should have been showing the door over a year ago. Kent, another one, showing the door over a year ago. Now, he has to know when he's looking at that team that Tavernier gets caught all the time. And I think I was on twice in scoreboard a good number of months ago, and both times I said that Tavernier was the one that's going to get skinned every time. Because Celtic are your fast boys forward. And see, they're running things. Celtic haven't played well in the last three games against Rangers, but it's still better than we are. Mark, James Tavernier um, clearly had his own part to play yesterday for sure. How would you assess it? Is he, is he the main issue for Rangers no, in your mind at no, the moment? No, I don't think so. I, 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 think, I, I would agree with Dave. Some of the goals against Celtic, in particular this season, James Tavernier yeah, has to take his share of the blame. And particularly yesterday, it was a pretty start right in front of you. But he's certainly not the main problem at Rangers just now. Now, a couple of the players that Dave did mention, Morelos and Kent, I think are the main problems. And the problem we've got is that Michael Beale really, you know, relied on them. He really backed these guys. He's gave them every opportunity. And yesterday was their last opportunity. It's worrying the performance levels that those two put in. And I said yesterday that they let their manager down, but they let the full fan base down. And they let the other guys that were on the pitch down as well. Just with a performance and attitude that looked like they were disinterested. And that's the most damning mm. thing to say. You know, okay, the league's gone, 
But you've got a chance to get your team to a cup final and start the kind of rebuild by beating Celtic and to put in performances like uh, those two did, I thought was shocking. As a side note, are you trying to attract interest from other clubs if you're, you if you're sure leaving you must anyway? Be. You must um, be. Roger, Dave's sort of general point comes down to who are you blaming here, Michael Beale, for picking these players or these players for playing like that? Because I know it sounds easy to say one, two, three, four, rhyme off seven, you know, they shouldn't have played. But realistically, is, is there anyone else there that would, would come in and, and do better? No, and that's part of the problem for Rangers. Part of the problem is that, you know, he, he touched upon Antonio Cholak and Kemar Roof. They're just not fit. Kemar Roof has hardly been fit to kick a ball at any stage of the season. Tom Lawrence has hardly been fit to kick a ball at any stage of the season. So these are guys on big money who really haven't been available to Michael Ball. The last time Rangers beat Celtic, I don't know if you can remember that far back, goal was scored by a guy called Philip Hillander. You know, highly paid, hasn't been able to kick a ball for Michael Beale in all his time at the football club. There are guys in the bench yesterday, now young Yilmaz was thrown on near the end, so was Robbie Matondo. But when you look at that Rangers bench, there's not too many who started in the bench. You could say it, 25 past one yesterday, I'll tell you what, he should be in the team rather than the other guy. And the only reason Alfredo Morelos started the game is, there wasn't an alternative to Alfredo Morelos. Mm. What were you going to do? Throw Fashion Sakala up at centre forward. To miss the kind of chance that Fashion Sakala missed when the ball came back off the post. So, Morelos is gone as a Rangers player. The 100 odd goals he scored, the European scoring record, that will go down. People will look back in years, 20 years to come and say, ah, he must have done okay for a while. But it's been a while since he's done okay, and he will be one of many showing the door in the summer. Uh, Dave, how did you feel? I mean, you're going to have to keep this clean here. How did you feel when you saw the defending for the goal that separated the, the teams yesterday? I know, I was rather, I was just, I said, well, here we go again, you know, because if it wasn't Suter making a mistake, if it wasn't Davis making a mistake, if it wasn't Cavanaugh making a mistake, you know, uh, you know the one that I feel so, sorry for? Alan McGregor, you know, a, a legend at a club, one of the great goalkeepers that we've had, and he stands and sees what's in front of him. You know, because it was always winning. And, and what happens to Barisic? You know, he's he's playing for a creation team that made the semi-finals of the World Cup. And where's his form gone? You know, he's, he passes across the way. He passes back the way. You get the odd cross into the box, but that's it. You know, and it's... You know what, what annoys me? If it's a lack of effort. The lack of effort. See, they go out as if they're beat before they even start. You know, they've turned into... Dave, how many would you keep? Uh, well, how many would I keep? Yeah, many would you uh, keep? For, you know, if Michael Beale is doing this rebuild or revamp or whatever word they want to, to choose, how many of that squad from yesterday would you keep for next season? Uh, four at the most. Four at the most. It's not very many. I mean, Dave Rhyme sort of talks about the predictability of it because Rangers have been soft defensively in these head-to-heads all season, Mark. But it seemed it felt like yesterday there was something worse about that one because, like you know, take John Souter for example. You see short back passes happen all the time. It's not great, but, but you know it can just happen, and you can get that one. I just don't remember too many times at this level where like five people all yeah. sort of stare at each other, and no. I don't really know what they're waiting for because it wouldn't even have been a free kick to Rangers anyway. It would have been Celtic. That's yeah. so it that, just doesn't happen. Now you see it back with a bit more clarity. How do you <laughs> sum it up? It's quite remarkable watching it, and I've. I've now saw the the kind of freeze frame pictures of it as well and it makes it look even worse because you see how many players are there facing the ball and Maeda isn't even in the picture and he's the one alive so 
uh, quite remarkable I think you're right Gordon You look at a lot of the goals that Rangers have conceded against Celtic this season And you could say there's a mistake there Or Barisic is too wide and he's let people come inside him And uh, But yesterday You'll struggle to see another goal conceded like that In, in the league all year or, or anywhere else all year Because it was so unforgivable from a defensive point of view It was crazy Trace it even back, Roger. I suppose the free kick. What, what, what was the fixture? Was it the Celtic Park one? Yeah, the Matt and Riley one. Yeah, that's the start of this season. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. This feels like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, whatever. Everybody kept phoning this show and going, "You know, Celtic play f- quickly. That's literally like the motto. They know when it's a free kick, they're going to get their hand on it and do it quickly." Um, yesterday it was as if, you know, that, that was this was the worst example, I suppose, of, of Rangers not handling that. Yeah, um, and we spoke, listen, we spoke on Friday in advance of the game, and I think Kenny Miller was suggesting throw in Scott Arfield or do something different. Dave the caller there saying they should have played three at the back. Rangers are continually losing games to Celtic, and every time a Rangers team comes out before the game, it's more or less the same team in the same formation with the same personnel, and there was no change again yesterday. And is that not the definition of madness? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. See, because at the same time, though, there I, was the same defensive mistake. Think Gordon, good enough, though. Just ultimately, was, are the players good enough? No, no. That's the point I'm going to make. That's what I was building up to. It's not just the defensive mistake, bad though it is. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that again, Ryan Kent makes no impact in the game. Alfredo Morelos makes no impact in the game. Malik Tillman, before he went off, made no impact in the game. And these are the things that some of the Rangers are eventually going to have to spot. And then before they play Celtic again, say, right, we're going to need to change something here, boys. Uh, thank you very much to Dave. It's 01419511025. Dave was disgusted. How are you feeling about yesterday? Let us know. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The dust never truly settles on a game like yesterday But we're looking back on all the big talking points from Hamden So join in if you can 01419511025 Jim's in Kilmarnock How would you sum it up Jim? The first Rangers caller said he was disgusted Are you as strong as that? Or have you calmed down a bit? I've calmed down a wee bit Good thing I didn't phone in last night there, you know? <laughs> um, Yeah it was, it was disappointing um, It was effortless for some of the players But but the defending I've heard he's covering it so far and it was it was shot I would blame Tav when you watch the game back I actually just noticed it this morning and I was watching it Tav actually points to Jota and then runs away and leaves him and just leaves him himself again I don't know why he's he's done that but my, my point wasn't about really uh, any of the bad defending what my concerns are about the manager um, to be honest I didn't want to be one in, in the beginning um, he's not done anything to change my mind We've played two. I've he's managed roughly approximately twenty games or something like that. We've played two. We've had two decent performances. We're further behind Celtic when we were when Gio came in. We've lost a final, and we've lost a semi final. And I know he's got to get his own players in. But when you look over at Aberdeen, and you look at Motherwell, they've brought two managers in, and they're working with the same players as well, and they're getting a tune out of them. I don't feel Michael Beale's getting that for the players. And that's a worry for me getting into next season. Is he failing to motivate them? Is it his tactics? Or is it his substitutions? Or is it the way he's coming across and training and the players are not playing for him? I'm just concerned that Rangers have went for a manager that had managed QPR for 21 games 
and one of many is he had lost and drew. And I just that's that's really my concerns. I don't see any improvement. You usually get the, the kick out of the players when the new manager comes in. And any any, any walk of life, you got a new boss and everybody's tails wagging, and they're all trying hard to impress him. That isn't happening at Rangers, and that's a worry for me. Um, the players just don't. I don't. I don't know. He's just his substitution sometimes seem a bit late. He's he's like everything's out to the left and the right. If we can't get the ball out to the left and the right, we lose it. We lose possession. There seems to be no plan B. It's just like it's just like watching going back to the Matt Warburton team. I don't see any difference to what happened at four, five, six years ago or wherever when Warburton was there. It's just everything's out to the left or right. Tavern um ball all cross in to one guy in the box who's surrounded by mm. three or four defenders. Mark, is some of that criticism fair? I think that's a legitimate argument there. I think Jim's onto something. I, when Michael Beale came in, we all knew um what the players thought of him Who were there before Terrific coach Great in the training ground um, And we all kind of spoke about How different it is as a manager But he was brought to improve the team First and foremost Now the argument then against that Would be the, the runner results in the league Was certainly better than What Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was getting Out of that team So he picked up in that respect But there was still um, You know there's still problems They're still conceding a lot of goals Even in those early periods but against Celtic, it's all about next season and the rebuild next season. I think Jim's right. You look at other managers who have come in and improved individual players and improved the team. Um, and I'm not quite sure. Mm. If you look individually through those players, who Michael Beale has really improved? What do you think, Roger? I mean, he's still, apart from the Aberdeen game, obviously, apart from that, it's only Celtic. Not lost to anyone else. Not even dropped points to anyone else. Apart from Celtic Does that tell you Michael Beale has come in and, ha- and had a positive impact Or Do you buy into Jim's criticism That there's actually not been that big a bounce there And I'm not seeing good performances And I'm not seeing anyone uh, I'm not seeing any individuals That are actually Improved under the, the new manager Yeah Listen I'll play devil's advocate for a minute The two signings he's brought in I think Are better than what was there before them I'm not going to say they're world beaters Either Cantwell or Raskin but they're better than what was there already. So that would indicate that he's maybe got an eye for a player. We're talking about not, you know, Jim's complaint is he's not improving these players, he's not getting a tune out of these players. I think part of the problem is, Jim, a lot of these players have been there too long and a lot of these players are looking elsewhere. Um, you know, Morelos, he'll go in the summer. Kent looks as if he'll go in the summer. McGregor probably retire in the summer, as will Stephen Davis. Doesn't look as if Arfield or Hellander will get a new deal at all. Malik Tillman, would you pay £5 million for somebody to score two at home to Dundee United? I'm not sure you would. Ryan Jacks, the other out of contract player, injury problems out the team again, missed yesterday. Um, Michael Beale, he's not been able to rotate it as much as he would like. We spoke earlier on. Cholak, injured. Roof, injured. Lawrence, injured. Would you turn to Scott Wright or Robbie Matondo? Probably not. Would you turn to Yanis Hadji? Probably not. So I think the manager has had one hand tied behind his back. But we're in, you mentioned Motherwell there. We are in the era of clubs having three managers in a season. Motherwell have had three, Chelsea, Tottenham, Southampton have had three managers. Well, coming into the studio tonight, Jim, Mark Wilson tells me Jody Morris sacked after 18 games at Swindon for not improving their players. So Michael Beale, for me, should get this big long summer window to bring in Michael Beale's players to make it Michael Beale's Rangers team 
but then it's on him from the start of next season. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I totally agree. He's got to get the summer and let the guy bring his own players in. But it's a wee bit worrying just now. And I know what you, the, the, the boys are saying there about players are out of contract and stuff like that. But surely in any walk of life, if you want a decent move or you want to move on to a good job or a, move up the, up the ladder, you've got to perform at the dog job that you're doing just now. So why why can you even get them playing just now? If they're looking for moves and stuff, surely teams are watching them. Would you not be out there trying... I don't know why a player would, wouldn't try at a professional football level. I find that really difficult to, to believe how somebody at that level is down tools and talk, I'm moving here anyway. Surely at a football level they don't do that. I mean, Ryan Kent would be an interesting example specifically because there was a lot made about this special relationship with Michael Beale. Michael Beale spoke many times about having known him since he was young. And I think those comments were made in the Firstly in the context of actually It being such a strong relationship That he stays And that he signs a new contract And that he's a Rangers player For a long time Never mind Can you get a little bit Of a tune out of him For a couple of months mm. Between now and the end of the season Yeah so that is The concern that Jim's on about I mean if anybody You would think that Ryan Kent Would be the one That would spark into life Now I think you saw A wee bit of a spark From Ryan Kent When Michael Beale came in But it quickly faded And it was Just reverted back to the same performances he was churning out under Giovanni Van Bronckers. Apart from the European games last season, and that seemed to be a stage that he really came alive and he played some of his best stuff, Ryan Kent, for a long time, has been a passenger for Rangers. Okay, the argument was he attracts one or two defenders to him that creates other space, but you need to be more than that. When you're a winger, you're signed for £7 million and there's so much expectation and you're touted for going for millions... You need to deliver more often than him. And Michael Beale hung his hat on Kent and Morelos, I think, too many times. I, I made the argument way before this game that I thought maybe Ryan Kent should have sat on the bench in this one and been brought on as an impact player. Maybe just to give him a wee jab to say, look, you're not a certain starter and to give the team a lift when he comes on. And I think Morelos should have been the same. But he chose to play them. Same outcome. Kent off after 45 minutes. So, although that's at the player's feet, Manager has to take responsibility for that as well He's put his trust He's got other players I know what Roger's saying What do you do? Do you put Sakala through there? I think you would have got more out of Sakala Leading the line Okay, he might have missed the chance But he would have at least ran about I'll, I'll be fascinated to see what he does now, Mark Because yeah. the season's over for Rangers There's five games left By the time they kick off against Aberdeen on Sunday Celtic could well be ahead at Tynecastle And have 99% of that league title in the bag so does he now look at, for argument's sake, Robbie McCrory in goal for five games? Does he look at Red Van Yelmaz for the five games instead of Barisic? Does he try Suter and Goldson, which for an hour was right at the very start of the season, was his preferred pairing for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst before Suter's injury problems? Does he throw in, does he try and see what Robbie Matondo's like for five games? Does he try and see if Yanis Hadji can rediscover the form of before the cruciate? In these last five games of the season Does he try Sakala through the middle? But he's got to try something down Am I the only one that thinks Matondo Has looked alright when he's come on The no, last I, couple of games? I know, I know he's been mean, injured yeah. hasn't he? He's not necessarily been as available as the rest I don't But think. he's still been in But he was available yesterday available. Kent, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, oh, Yesterday of course yeah. Yeah. And even when he came on at Pataudry That's why I thought I know it was only a cameo at Pataudry But I thought Well there's a bit of life about him He looks direct He looks like he can cause defenders problems Yet you still go to Ryan Kent because he's trading on past glories. Oh, he did this a couple of years ago against Celtic, so we'll put him in again. If I'm sitting in that Rangers bench, I'm thinking, well, 
like Roger's saying, if I'm not getting a chance these last five games, then pff, contact my agent. I'm out of here at all in the summer. On a personal level, there's something sad about it because Morelos and Ken have been very good players for Rangers. They've won a league title. They've won a Scottish Cup. They've beaten to help the Rangers to a European final. Morelos has set goal-scoring records. Kent was a darling of the Rangers fans. And they're going out of the football club with a whimper. Yeah, well, that that is a concern. I mean, last season, was it last season, maybe two seasons ago, we were chatting about how much these players were going for. The argument, the debate about who would go for most, uh, you know, would it be Edward, would it be Morelos? Now this guy's walking out the door. He's walking around the pitch. Actually, never mind walking out the door just now. Walking around the pitch, Rangers fans saying, how can professional footballers not put in the effort? I think that's the most damning thing. And he has to carry that over now to another club. No doubt he will get another club and he'll get paid handsomely. But it could have been so much more for Rangers. He could have actually... He's done his bit in the pitch with goal scoring. He could have done his bit by getting Rangers a large sum of money and he's mm. failed in that. Oh, I'm in all sorts of trouble from Hugh Moan and Stephen Barnes and others saying that Aberdeen beat Rangers last week. I genuinely thought I mentioned Aberdeen when I said I did. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Oh, that's great because Hugh Moan says, Can I have the SSB hosting gig? Well, no, Hugh Moan, because it appears you have to be able to listen a bit more effectively <laughs> now that Roger's backed me up. But if Roger's wrong, I take it back and I'm really sorry and I just misspoke. Um, but of course, I think I remembered Aberdeen had beaten uh, Rangers last week. And apart from that, it was only Celtic. And we were just wondering if that changed Jim's take. Uh, on how things had been. What about Justin, who's a Rangers fan? On Justin, what do you think? <laughs> um, um, the last couple of calls and the last couple of comments, I'm getting bewildered by. I, I, I've been listening to the the show for for a, a wee bit, guys, um, and I don't know if I'm the only one, and it's sounding like I am, but I I don't know what game a lot of people were watching yesterday. I've got to be honest. There's a couple of points I'd like to make, and for once, I'm in. Total disagreement with Mark and Roger. Totally. Which is unusual for me. Rangers yesterday were missing two things for me. One, we have to get somebody that can finish. And then for whatever reason, Morelos, Kent, Sakala, they, they, they aren't at the races anymore. That's been blatantly obvious for a few months now. Right? We're no scoring goals. Kent, from a finishing point of view... Is either one or two things. It's either Rose Ed or it's in the top corner. He doesn't score tap ins. He's not like a Jota will sneak in at the back post and get a header or, or anything like that. He scores two types of goals outside the box, running across the edge and cracking into the top corner, or it ends up in Rose Ed. That, that's Kent's finishing. If he was able to finish the way perhaps the likes of Jota or anybody else, he wouldn't be a £7 million player. He'd be a £20 million player and they wouldn't be Rangers in the first place. But we're struggling to finish. Defensively, we're struggling with decisions. There's a, a, a distinct lack of confidence at the back. I felt sorry for Kent yesterday because he looked deflated. He looked absolutely dead in the water for the first five, ten minutes. Everything he tried to do, every time he touched the ball, it bounced off him. You have games like that. People have games like that. And unfortunately, he's had a few games like that. So I think it's a bit unfair because these are the same players, like you guys mentioned, that took us to a European final No so distant future The distant past to go Do you think it is just a few games like that though Justin It feels like your fellow Rangers fans Are now at the stage where they believe it to be more than a few games Where Ryan Kent isn't quite having things go his way 
but when you, but with the greatest of respect, if you if you put that amount of pressure on two players to deliver everything for you, I don't think that's fair. We we've got eight players that are out of contract at the end of the season. The vast majority, I would, and I'd, I'd be surprised if Mark and Roger don't agree with me. The vast majority of them, as far as they'll be concerned themselves, don't have a future at the club. They know that vast majority are going to be going out the door. Hadji is just who's probably the only one on the bench there that's got the quality to deliver something. Has been injured for best part of a year. He's been out, he's not kicked a ball for best part of a year. But for me, one of the things I was wanting to come on and, and talk about is, is the game yesterday. For me, the two best players on the park yesterday by a country mile were Cantwell and uh, Carter Vickers. It's no, it, I think if people have forgot yesterday that Carter Vickers get man of the match. So Celtic centre half get man of the match. That kind of would tell you that Rangers, as an attacking format, were, were pretty decent. <laughs> I thought they, for the large parts of the game, they actually looked the more likely to score it, the vast majority of the time. The only difference was we couldn't finish the chances we had. That's been an ongoing issue for Rangers. And we make stupid mistakes at the back. Celtic don't. Celtic, if they get a chance, they've got people that can finish it. Whether it be Hatati, whether it be Jota, whether it be, you know, there's a number of players who chip in with a goal. Rangers don't have that now. There's too much pressure on the likes of Kent, the likes of Morelos, who, yeah, looks as if he's down tools. But Cantwell and stuff like that, there's too many too much pressure on individual players now let me put that to the guys Justin because we've covered some interesting ground I think in a nutshell Justin saying overreaction wasn't that bad yesterday hmm. I think is, is to sum up no listen I thought the game was pretty evenly balanced the first half I thought Celtic probably just edged it looked more dangerous I don't think there's any doubt that Rangers were the stronger side in the second half and you know Justin saying you know, Carter Vickers got man of the match because shows you how good he must have been and the chances that Rangers had. I can only really remember Tavernier hitting the post and Sakala then should have scored. No doubt about that. Don't remember many other clear-cut chances. Now, yes, Carter Vickers defended his box very well because what was happening? Ball goes out to Tavernier, swings it in, heads it away. Ball goes out to Barisic, swings it in, heads it away. That was the power of his defending. Don't remember too many other chances, but in terms of Territory, possession, no doubt about it. Second 45 minutes when Beal changed tactics, it worked for Rangers and Celtic struggled to get out. If if you look in isolation at the 90 minutes yesterday, without knowing anything else that's gone before it, Gordon, then you could be inclined to agree with Justin and say, Rangers made a mistake in the first half, Celtic scored a goal, Rangers had lots of territory, lots of possession, lots of crosses... Lots of half chances in the second half. Celtic defended brilliantly. Rangers just couldn't score. Rangers hit the post. The Carlos missed a rebound. And it was really, really close. But I think you owe it to yourself to look at the bigger picture. The last nine meetings, nine meetings, Celtic have won six. There's been two draws. And Rangers won last year's semi-final in extra time with an own goal. Rangers continue to make the same mistakes against Celtic to lose goals. And they continue to not carry enough of a threat against Celtic at the other end. So if you just look at yesterday's game in isolation and don't don't do anything other than that, then yep, you can see where Justin's coming from. But I think more Rangers fans are now of an opinion that yesterday's game is being rerun and rerun and rerun every time this fixture mm. takes place. Is that not what's happening here, Justin? 
I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I genuinely don't disagree with that. But if you look at those nine games that Roger's talking about, from those nine games, Morelos has been the focus of Rangers' attack. Kent has been the, the go-to to deliver that for him. Everything else that's run about those two until probably this season, and even maybe the last six months when you're bringing in the likes of Cantwell, when you're, you've relied on Hadji for the last couple of seasons with certain things. He was the next one to deliver. The start of the season, you had Lawrence that was getting brought in. And again, injury. With, with those kind of things, that's why I, th- I think the pressure on Morelos and Kent is too much. Kolak d- delivered at the start of the season and then disappeared off the face of the earth and, and looks as if he's running with a coat hanger on his jacket now when he's playing. That, so that's why I understand why Beal goes back to Morelos and goes back to Kent because that's what he's had to rely on consistently for, for those nine games. And you know, you're not being able to thrive you know, under this though, Justin, at these clubs and in this environment. Is that not the point? I mean, there's pressure on Kyogo to deliver, but then he just does it, you know, and is that not... It's, it seems strange that we would sort of say, oh no, it's a shame for Kent and Morelos because actually they're, they're having to carry the, the, the can and, and they've not been able to do it. What's a shame about it? Well, all I mean is, if you look at... You were, uh, you, Mark was talking about Edward and, and Morelos. Edwards went down to... Crystal Palace and hardly kicked his own backside. He's, he kind of got a game off the bench. Uh, uh, but uh, Justin, what, uh, that, that's, that wasn't the point I was making. I'm not talking about Edward just now. I'm talking about the comparisons at the time here. They were two of the top strikers, two of the most saleable assets at a club. One went for money, one's hung about and regressed, badly regressed and going to leave for nothing. I, I don't mind a bit of sympathy because it's nice to have everyone's different opinions and come at it from all angles. Uh, Roger, but I, I don't think there'll be too many out there like Justin who, who feel Brian Kent and Alfredo Morelos deserve a bit of slack. It just doesn't seem like that's what's happening. No, no, I would agree with that. Um, they were poor again yesterday. Ryan Kent left the field at half time, didn't come back on. Um, Morelos just, just didn't carry enough of a threat to Carter Vickers or Starfield again in the fixture. Um, Michael Bill more or less said that was the last time you see about Hamden in the Rangers jersey. Um, be interesting to see how many minutes they get between now and the end of the season whether he does look towards players um, that he may be able to utilise next season along with the ones he's going to bring in in the summer whether there is more game time for the guys we mentioned earlier Yilmaz, Matondo players like that even some of the youngsters because Rangers season's over You'll agree to disagree with these two Justin, that's fine that's why we're here and you can join us next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141-951-1025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch Let's go back to the phones and speak to Willie Who's a Celtic fan As is often the case, Willie uh, A lot of attention gets paid to the team that didn't get it right And what they need to do What about your own team then? What praise would you give them? Well, I've not got any praise for them at the moment because right. we've not we've not came out of second gear the last three times we've played Rangers. I know we're winning. I'll take that all day long, but I don't think we've come out of second gear the last three games, and it's not good enough. That's a good sign, though, is it not? And you can sort of do that. Yeah, we're winning. I know we're winning. I'll t- as I say, I'll take it all day long. Yesterday, I said I'll take another Julian goal, and that's now that's what's happened. And we should be playing a lot better. Ah, you you know you're the dominant side, Mark. When you're angry that it's not 
three and four yeah. and five. Yeah. I mean, harsh man, Willie. Um, I mean, the head-to-head record's been very good. This yeah, season. very good. Well, he's got a point uh, that Celtic haven't been great in what three, three or four of the last games, but they're still getting the job done. I think the standards that the Celtic side have set for themselves and the entertainment value that when. Fans like Willie go along They expect it every single week Very difficult to do it every single week Especially against Let's be honest Rangers Better opposition than the rest of the league So It is going to be tougher Michael Beals had plenty of time To try and mastermind You know A formation A shape Personnel To stop Celtic playing So You need to take things like that Into Consideration But the most important thing is To get the job done Um and it's not always going to be sparkling football where it's going to be four and five nil against Rangers. I think take take what you can get. It's not to say that well he's wrong. Of course, they want to see you know the best performance from the team he supports, but it's not always going to be that way. Willie, thirty three league games, thirty wins, two draws, a hundred and three goals. The Via Play Cup already in the trophy cabinet. The Scottish Cup final to look forward to against Inverness. Your team will likely win the league at Tynecastle on Sunday. You might be the only man in Scotland with higher standards than Hugh Keevans. No, 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 no. They just want to see my team playing well. Uh, I just want to see my team mm. playing well. Just another wee point, lads. Now, you see the, the tackle on uh, Kyogo. You lost him. Do you know think that was a, a, a card for that? Um, look, uh, and I, I said yesterday, a couple of weeks, we spoke about Jago and Shinny in the follow through thought it was a robust tackle but I did think it was probably the right decision I, I get why it's a talking point because what's happened in the last couple of weeks but I thought that was was in between those two I I, I think it was the right decision Don, Don Robertson seems to have been getting quite a lot of plaudits for his performance yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah. 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 thrown in at the last minute it, old firm debut big occasion for him as well seems to have come out with his, his reputation enhanced it's a very small point right, and it will get blown apart I'm sure and, and the next couple of meetings but I feel like we do need to stop telling ourselves that it's going to be this big catastrophic VAR drama when, when, when these sides meet because see actually this season it, they've been pretty tame on yeah. the, the talking points by our standards and no like you know the Conor Goldson alleged handball and everyone had a lot to say about that right. but but genuinely they've met, they've met five times this season and we've now got VAR and I know I'm setting up for the next one. I, I know well, what, you're going you're to C- run this one back. Celtic Inverness at Hamden. There's no, never been any dodgy decisions in a Celtic Inverness <laughs> game at Hamden, is there? Not, so not that I can I, think I of. I don't think we've anything to worry about with the cup final in um, the third of June. Thanks to Willie. Thomas is also a Celtic fan. What's pleasing you about this team at the moment, the moment Thomas? <laughs> I'm just basically going to run a couple of numbers passes. I don't know if any have seen the numbers about Kent and Morella say the last couple of days. They've played 44 derbies between them and they've scored six goals. Have you seen this? Yeah, I think I saw something about that today. Yeah. Right, and Kyogo and Jot have got eight goals this season. Now, a couple, you rewind back a couple of years ago there when Ryan Kent kind of burst onto scene at Rangers and there was rumours going about that Messi was wearing Ryan Kent's pyjamas. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> Do you think the pennies finally dropped with the Rangers fans here that Ryan Kent and Morelis will not go down in history as good players for them because ultimately... You know yourself, every player that's played for Rangers in certain years, you're, you're, you're basically you're judged on what you do against the other, the, other, the other side of the city. They've not done it. Mm. They've basically not done it. They've been absolutely honking, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, Celtic's front three, we are, I, to make it a nice rounder number, if you add a badder to that, and I know they were in one game, a badder, Jota, Kyogo have got 10 goals against Rangers this yeah. season alone. Yeah. 
I think Willie slightly has. Morelos has scored a hundred odd goals for Rangers. Thomas. Uh, sorry, Thomas. I was doing my last note. Um, Thomas is quite harsh. Rangers record European scorer, etc., etc. We said earlier on, but without doubt, Morelos and Kent are leaving Glasgow with the merest of whimpers. Said in the show last week, Thomas, I, I voted for Kyogo as Player of the Year, not just for the twenty nine goals, but for the fact that so many of his goals are in big games. It reminds me not in terms of style or anything, but it reminds me a bit of Moussa Dembele, who when Celtic needed him, always turned up with goals in big games. Kyogo has done that for Celtic this season. Um, two in the League Cup final for the second successive season. The equaliser at Ibrox. And about the only time this season when Celtic actually did look worried by Rangers. Um, and then, you know, a couple again at Celtic Park. He undoubtedly, in a very dangerous front line, is the biggest goal-scoring threat of all. And I think that, you're quite right, what separates... The good strikers From the very very good strikers Is who they score their goals against And when Kyogo turns up And scores in the big games That shows he's a very very good striker Yeah the output from Celtic's Attacking players in this fixture Since that's what we're mostly Talking about tonight Mark Can't argue with it No certainly not Um, And they don't rely on Kyogo solely You're right in highlighting that Jota Seems to love this fixture. Abada seems to love playing against Barisic because he gets inside him quite a lot. Um, so they can turn to any one of those. Um, but Roger's right in highlighting Kyogo. In the big games, he often steps up. And over the course of their time at Rangers, Morelos and Kent haven't. And look, to go back to Justin's point, there the should be somebody else pitching in when Morelos and Kent haven't stepped up. Unfortunately for Rangers, there hasn't been. Thank you, Thomas. It's that time already. Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It's a new week on Beat the Pundit. The Pundits just edged it last week, but it was end to end stuff. A dramatic last minute winner by Kenny Miller on Friday. If you want to play tonight, it's 0141 951 1025, and you need to get your calls in before 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here There are absolutely no prizes For guessing what the main topic of conversation is tonight It is a certain Scottish Cup semi-final From yesterday And all the fallout from it We've not even heard from the managers yet We've made it an entire hour And they've actually got some really interesting things to say So I'll do that soon Get your calls in And we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Everyone's got two minutes in their night to just spare for some light entertainment in the form of Beat the Pundit I do wonder though Mark Wilson You're used to playing alongside one of our real intellectual powerhouses When it comes to football knowledge in Gordon DL You're <laughs> slumming it with Roger Hanna tonight ah. I just wonder if that how that feels I think or? he'll get by I think he'll get by he's got a lot to do mm. you know stand up to the dazzler's knowledge yeah, well, is yeah. the, are the rumours true because as he left after we revealed at the weekend he's now a famous pop music video star he's a DJ well, for hire is he, yeah, is he gone I, when I heard there was a sell out to the Pavilion Festival with DJs at air at the weekend I, I was actually stunned to find it was you and McVicker that was headlining it mm-hmm. and not DJ Dan Incredible <laughs> Well he's looking to do more He did say he that did say he wants uh, to get into acting As quoted So he can yeah. never take that back <laughs> Was that His own hat and shades 
Oh, oh, I think almost they, certainly. Were they props? Nah, I think certainly. Yeah, and okay. chain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, the chains has. The chains oh, I've seen them wear that in here. For sure. <laughs> anyway, Billy is in Newcastle. How's it going, Billy? I'm pretty good, yeah. Good man. Good weekend for you. It says on my magic screen you're a Celtic fan. I suppose you're delighted with what you saw. I, I was absolutely over the moon. Mm, well, what a weekend. Billy's going to have watch his team get into the final, beating the rivals, maybe beating one of you two, beat the pundit. It's all there. So let's see heads, it's Roger, tails, it's Mark. And it is Tails It's Mark Against Good luck Billy Roger Good luck uh, Against Billy sorry I've <laughs> Man a few words Billy ah, He's keep, <laughs> saving it He's saving it for, for Beat the Pundit okay. Do you think your colleague Will be listening Your best friend Of course he will world? Hopefully in the bath That's, that's what I like to imagine him Ooh, Sorry <laughs> Said no that's one a, That's ever. how close mm. we are Is Wednesday not bath night? Uh, uh, I does only have one yeah. bath a week yeah, That's true, true. Uh, Anyway right Let's see what you've got We'll give Mark Wilson some Greatest Hits Radio to listen to Billy, 30 seconds, just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Yep Time starts now Name any Celtic player who joined from another Scottish club David Turnbull Who made more league appearances for Rangers, Ahmad Diallo or Aaron Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey Name either scorer for Inverness against Falkirk on Saturday Billy Mackay Who joined Watford from Hibs in January? Ryan Porteous How many current Scottish Premiership sides Has Barry Robson played for? Two Which Scottish League One team Play their home games At Balmore Stadium? Um, pass Okay 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 <coughs> Mark Wilson Can you hear us? I thought Roger Had fell asleep there I turned round To see him sitting His seat eyes yeah, shut But that's eyes. the Apparently that's the way You do it is it? Uh, well, I mean, beat the pundit. There are, there are <laughs> <laughs> Just to clear that all there. <laughs> not in the bath. Things are taking a worrying <laughs> change of direction. There are two possibilities here, right? Roger Hanna does indeed sometimes close his eyes for maximum concentration when he's performing. Okay. Beat the pundit. Okay. But he was also away up north at a wedding this weekend, <laughs> and I wonder if he just needed a rest. <laughs> what was my fear? Are you flagging? That we'd lost I, him I then. Think, I think both may be true. Pass, need... on, pass on my best to the bride and groom, Andy and Yvonne. Do you need a water and some paracetamol? <laughs> no, 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 we're fine. No, we are better at um, we're better at five drink. past seven okay, this yeah. evening than we were at five past seven this Good. morning. Glad to hear Let's it. Right. Right. Um, Mark Wilson, are you ready? Right, go for it. Yeah. Your time starts now. Name any Celtic player who joined from another Scottish club. Greg Taylor. Who made more league appearances for Rangers, Ahmad Diallo or Aaron Ramsey? Uh, Diallo. Name either scorer for Inverness against Falkirk on Saturday. Mackay. Who joined Watford from Hibs in January? Oh, Portis. How many current Scottish Premiership sides has Barry Robson played for? Uh, three. Which Scottish League One team play their home games at Balmore Stadium? Peterhead. Who are the only British side in the Champions League semis? Man City. And what year did Celtic last play Inverness in the Scottish Cup? 2016 You mentioned that as well Okay, that right? okay. No. Billy how do you, how did it go? Nah, 100% Peter's That's <laughs> <not> good <laughs> That's what I like to hear Billy what? I 100% I thought Billy was alright But you just got a good number of questions more So you've got You had the choice really Turnbull Who Billy said That was the real right answer here um, Greg Taylor Benjamin Segrist And Scott Bain okay. Oh, I, I. So one all 50-50 um, in the next one Not a great deal in it But Billy He's pipped you Ahmad Diallo had three more appearances for Rangers Had I got that wrong Would you? Uh, Started earlier didn't he? Yeah maybe Yeah Ramsey will take a few weeks to come into the team Anyway you both got Billy Mackay as well So it's a good game Mm 3-2 at this point You both got Ryan Porteous 4-3 Well done Billy Barry Robson's played for Celtic Aberdeen 
and Dundee in 19 oh, Billy straight oh, I was in two of them with them <sighs> he played for Inverness as well but they're not a current Scottish Premiership side and I hate this Billy when they stretch their legs and show off a little bit uh, <laughs> an unfortunate phrase um Peterhead is Balmour. Did yes. you lose there with Preakins? Is that how you remember? That was one of my favourite ones, actually. And Man City are through to the semis, of course. It was 2017 the last time oh, Celtic played in Venice. No. You robbed yourself of the chance to go for the 10. Uh, but 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, a 6, a 7, <laughs> 3 in the end. Oh, 6, 3, I think. What? Hard, hard lines. Oh, yeah. see that producer Chris is trying to rob you. A 7, Chris. He's correcting me in my year saying it was only 6. Use your fingers. I knew it was right Aye. Hard lines Billy Thanks for taking part Right thank you Good man Cheers Billy he Didn't want to hang about words in the end, it. Wasn't he I'm so good The guard I put in that Performance a man in front of, of the master Before After And indeed during Beat the pundit as well so. <laughs> I'm surprised he got some I. Um, No he was alright But you were just quicker Thanks uh, That was a solid performance Roger Are you impressed with uh, that I'm very, I'm very impressed Yes See what I'm happens When impressed. I stand next to you Instead of you Raise Gale. your standards uh, Well he just puts me off He does he? he does put you uh, off I must say that's right. See I did years and years with him That's why I close my eyes So that I don't have him Staring at me <laughs> I bet giggling, you're not the only one that said that We're still talking about Beat the Pundit though yeah? <laughs> Yes we are <laughs> A few I'm people saying that I mean He just got me worried I must admit uh, Right oh, I'm actually worried about what, how, how he does Philly's thinking it's not bath night Bath night's definitely ah, What Wednesday. is he doing on Monday night Aye, yeah. we, ever, we ever dug deeper <laughs> His Monday night routine I love It's been a while since we had this theory Jinky says that I upped my speed for the pun That I always thought you did that But you 100% do A letter to the first minister in the morning oh. Says Jinky Now here's the thing Jinky Do you know why I can sleep easy at night Because Roger Hanna Always accuses me Of going quicker For the listener So you can't both be right is that yep. fair? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I always think you go quicker and, for the listeners. And definitely. I must admit, Jinky, Mark Wilson got about five more questions in. I don't know. I certainly didn't manage to go that much mm. quicker. Quite. Enjoy your speed. Ample speed, Gordon. Well done. <laughs> still talking about the pundit. Still talking about be the pundit. <laughs> Scott is in Govan. You're the first caller of the second hour, Scott. Now, the first hour was kicked off by a Rangers fan saying he was disgusted. How would you sum up how you felt after yesterday? Uh, I'm not disgusted. I'm fuming still, but I'm disgusted. But, Gordon, uh, hi, Gordon, Roger, and Norsham. Um, see, before I get to my point, I was listening to the phone and Michael phoned me back there. Who played me again for Rangers? Because I said it was Diallo. Yes, it was indeed. Well done. <laughs> right. You would have, you would have uh, been right. competitive on beat the pundit. But what about yesterday, Scott? Oh, uh, listen, I was on the show obviously on Friday, right? And I still stuck by the should up perhaps someday and bring one Scott Arfield for the start, right? I can but come on for Pillman, but he should have started for me. But listen, Sunday's done and by way, right? But my biggest talk now is. We've got nothing else to play for for the rest of the season. And I agree with, well, I phone and before Roger pointed this out, um, I agree with what Roger said. He should be drafting players now that's not going to be here. And he should be drafting players that's not even in the plans for next year. Um, so last year we done it against Hearts, uh, Tynecastle, and he brought on the young boys. And they made a great impact. And I was at, with my mate telling me yesterday, um, I reminded me yesterday that we obviously one of the boys was telling McCann and we'd go and sell him. But see Morelis 
And Ken, the student got an all game now, and I'm a big defender on the realist, but the guy, the two of them, see the boy come on earlier and saying the guys have got too much pressure, that's not right. These guys know they're not getting dropped for anybody else, they're not under pressure for anybody else. So why should they care that they're not going to be there next season? They should they? Do you know what? I think there's something in Scott's point there, Roger, that kind of sums up a lot of, of where the Rangers fans are coming from because he's annoyed about yesterday but actually he's like that's done it's by with and what on earth are we going to do for now to the end of the season yeah, and, and what do we do about this and, going forward and, and a lot of questions you know, bouncing around the heads of Rangers fans after yesterday and after the season that they've had and they, they want some you know some shoots of hope that things can be better next season and with each new signing that comes in there'll be a, a fresh shoot of hope but also Rangers fans like Scott they do want to know you know, is Robbie McCrory going to be up to the task of fighting to be a Rangers goalie? They paid four or five million quid mm-hmm. for Red Van Yilmaz. Is he going to be the answer at left back going forward? You know, what are Goldson and Suter like together? Does one of them need to be left footed? Yeah, not necessarily for me. You know, is Yanis Hadji going to rediscover the form that he showed in the title winning mm-hmm. season after that injury? What of Rabbi Matondo? Mark Wilson yep. saying he saw flashes in him in the last two or three games. That might indicate he could be the answer post Ryan Kent, and I think this is what Michael Beale should use these five games mm. for, because there's Rangers fans already tonight irritated by some of the decisions that Michael Beale has taken. I think they'll be more irritated if he keeps picking the same team between now and the end of the season and doesn't give some of these younger, some of the fringe players mm. an opportunity. I mean, I'm mildly uncomfortable that we're already stealing what is bound to be one of our topics for later in the week, which is what changes should Rangers make this weekend? Um, but don't let me stop Scott and, and Roger in their tracks. Mark Wilson, it, it does feel like... Well, it was season-defining yesterday. Everybody knew that. that. That was the difference. We spent all the last week talking about the pressure and what the different types of pressure meant for Rangers. Yes, you wanted to get to the cup final, of course, but it, it was about ending or continuing your season, really. Yeah, yeah, and it ended yesterday, of course. So Michael Beale has to squeeze something out of a Rangers side for five games. And listen, there, there are big games in there. You know, starts with Aberdeen, then Celtic, then Hearts, is it, after that? So big games... And then I look at the bench and you're thinking Michael Beale has to use this time to learn something about the players who haven't been playing. I think Roger mentioned the majority there that I would agree with. So McCrory, you've got to play him now mm. because you've got to test. But Suter, Yilmaz, Hadji maybe come back, see how fit he is, and Matondo. But the other ones that are sitting on the bench, you already know what they can deliver. Guys like Wright and Arfield, um, Kamara, uh, you know... Sakala, you already yep. know what he can do. It's those ones who haven't played, he's got to play them. Scott, would you already, would you not have played Kent and Morelos yesterday? Or d- d- do you accept that that still sort of had to be done? What, what, what was your feeling when you saw the team yesterday? Now, Morelos had to be playing because we've not got another striker unless he goes for a false nine, right? But Kent could have been dropped. To the very word go, Kent could have been trapped because he wasn't. In, he was out for injury, and then you can see there he only lasted forty-five minutes. The guys were saying, "Ken, he just didn't look on it." So why take a chance on him? There's no, he's got nothing to prove to the manager, so drop him. As far um, as I can gather, Roger, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it was specifically asked of Michael Beale in the post-match press conference because there were bigger fish to fry about. You know, 
Was Ryan Kent injured And that's why he came off at half time or, or was he hooked Because he was Ineffective His one feels More Interesting than Morelos Because as Scott says Who else were you going to play Morelos has been playing Ryan Kent missed the last two games Injured It feels like there was a There was a chance there There, there was an out yeah, so, If yeah, you so like To, like to, to not To not yeah. play him But yeah. Michael Beale Fair enough I'm sure it was innocently Thought That gave Rangers The best chance of winning But again It just did not happen it didn't happen And that's a number of occasions We've said to one of the callers earlier on That's now I think the last nine games Six Celtic wins Couple of draws That extra time winning the semi-final for Rangers last year It seems a long time Even since Rangers have had The initiative in these games You know there was that spell in the second half At Ibrox at New Year After the two quick goals from Kent and Tavernier When Rangers led 2-1 before Kyogo equalised That's about the only stage this season that Rangers have actually led in one of these games And you know I, I know I think it was Justin called earlier on to say Oh you listen it was really close And you know, Celtic defended really well And it could have gone the other way But there's a pattern developing in these games And it's mm. not a pattern that reflects well On these current Rangers players So it's always It's been hard to escape for months Mark Is the numbers And I, I get part of the counter argument People say yeah but don't get obsessed too much Don't only pin Ryan Kent on scoring goals Because you know the runs he makes might take other people away and create space. And you know I've heard all that stuff before. You would still be looking for something better than six goals in ninety games between this season and last, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. And, and what is it? Three goals this season? Is three, it three this season? Yeah. Three last. Yeah. Oh, ninety of games. Of course. I mean, when you play in a forward area for Rangers or Celtic, you need to deliver decent numbers. Uh, you should, and particularly when you've got the ability of Ryan Kent. Of what you see when he is on his game That has just faded um, And the whole thing that Rangers rely on him too heavily Well maybe they do But they rely heavily on him Because he's shown what he can do But he's been way off at, Look, He may have been injured on Sunday And that might have been the reason why Michael Beale Didn't put him out for the second half But regardless of that I don't think he really deserved to be out there anyway I said before the game Alistair Johnson must be delighted when he comes up against Ryan Kent because it looks like he's got his number right away. Um, so he's went out in a whimper and that's, you know, it's a poor way to end your Rangers career when he, he did have some, you know, highs in the European stage. We, we've spoken about personnel changes, named players, fringe players who might come in, Mark. If there's going to be changes in the last five games... Would you look, as a couple of Rangers callers have said in the last week, would you look at a change in formation? Do you think, you know, there's criticism of Tavernier, there's criticism of Barisic all the time for some of the goals that are lost. If they were, say, wing-backs and there's three centre-halves, you know, as a former defender, does that give Rangers a better chance of withstanding what Celtic do? Yeah, it's a good call, but I, I don't think it's ever come into Michael Beale's Thinking in these games And I'm surprised at that Particularly when he's got John Suter there And John Suter's played the last few games And he had that choice Who do I put in? I think it was a, a viable option To put three in and, and go more solid And maybe play a different way Playing the counter-attack But chose not to Same result Thank you very much to Scott Davies A Celtic fan And he's up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141-951-1025 
uh, or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. I'm going to bring Davy in first before I give you your full time teaser because he's been hanging on uh, for a while, and I feel like it'd be nice to Davy and Guruk tonight. So, Davy, take it away. What's your point? Hi, uh, hi, 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 everyone. Um, oh, hi, David. I am the writer of the Tommy Burns story, which is a play that celebrates the life of the great man. It's it's a testament to how much he was loved that the play is coming back for a third run at the Kings this July. Not since Tommy have I loved and respected a Celtic manager as much as Ange. Um, not just not just the exciting football we've seen, um, but the way he handles himself uh, with the press, with the fans. He came along to the first run of the show. He, you know, there was a queue the whole way down the hall for selfies, and he, you know, he, he just stayed all night basically thought it wasn't for security pulling him away. Um, he's just been an absolute breath of fresh air. Um, and considering as well where the, where the club was when he, when he came in, you know, and to, to take it to where we are. So I suppose my, my two points are, um, or questions uh, is, um, let's enjoy him while he's here. And I suppose the question for the plan while he's there and Celtic have the financial dominance, do any of the panel see Rangers you know, overturning the league. I mean, cups obviously can come down to one-off games, but the the, the sheer dominance is there just now. Does, does does any of the panel see Rangers coming back while he's there with the financial backing? You you just can never tell, David. You clearly do know all your history and all the background and what have you. So I'll take you back a couple of years. Rangers won the title, I think, on March the seventh that year. Celtic were in complete disarray. It was a season of Dubai, volleyball and goalie, Neil Lennon, John Kennedy had a spell in charge, and Rangers looked as if they were well set for a period of dominance. And Celtic found Ange Postacoglu. Ange Postacoglu went and bought Kyogo and Hatate and Abada and Jota and Carter Vickers, and I could go on and on and on, and seized the pendulum of power back off Rangers very quickly he's now on the brink of winning five out of six domestic trophies and it's Rangers that are in the kind of disarray that Celtic were in two years ago just now when we were getting calls from Rangers supporters saying similar things to you're saying tonight so it is hard to imagine um, that they will come roaring back the way Celtic did a couple of years ago but the one Mm. thing we've found out in history will tell you in Glasgow is uh, the pendulum can swing back quickly I think when you look at that as well, even if Rangers do have this massive rebuild and improve dramatically, it's hard to see the Celtic side regressing like like the Rangers players have done. You know, the, the ones that won the league for Rangers in that year have all went backwards. When you look at the personnel at Celtic, they're all going one way. They're all, uh, you know, progressing pretty nicely. If anything... Good age, a lot of them Good as well, age, if anything, the only way they'll lose them is if they sell them on. And when Ange Postacoglu's there, he's just got this kind of aura about him um, that you wouldn't expect standards to slip. But I agree with Davey. I think I've mentioned before, I cannot remember a connect between the Celtic fans like this for a long time, uh, stretching back to when Tommy Burns was the manager. The parallels are there. Um, But Roger's right. In this city, football changes so quickly, but I just can't see Celtic going backwards the way Rangers have. I, I, I remember spells under Martin O'Neill and even in that invincible season with Brendan Rodgers where there there was that huge connect as well and particularly with the way Brendan departed that was you know it it ended not the way people would envisage the ending but I agree the the connect with Ange just now 
You see him out in the pitch again yesterday celebrating with the players in front of the supporters. He is beloved by the Celtic fans. And it will just be, you never know when you're in the middle of a, a dynasty. You probably don't recognise it's a dynasty, if you know what I mean. But it'll be fascinating to see how long Ange stays at Celtic for and how much success he can bring to the club. Because anyone who takes five out of six domestic mm. trophies is doing a phenomenal job. Davy. Yeah, I, I mean, I was actually nervous, more nervous for Ange at the weekend because I really, really wanted him to become one of the treble manage, uh, treble winners of the management, you know. Um, and I think he deserves it. I think he thoroughly deserves it. Considering, again, the parallels are there. Tommy came in when the club was was, was not doing so well and vice versa. So, yeah, I just I really wanted him to come in. For, for, me, the, for me, it comes down to a, a huge part of his recruitment. And I just, uh, even seeing the, the names linked with Rangers at the moment, I think they're shopping in a league where there's not as good value, quite frankly. And if they don't have the money, they're not going to get the same. Whereas I think casting the net wider will get better value for money. Some of the prices paid for some of the players that have come in from the from the, from the the Far East is, is scandalous, you know, scandalously cheap. So for me, uh, if you're shopping in the English Championship versus going out and casting and bringing in players from the Japanese league or you know the various leagues in the world I, I think I think Michael Beale has, has gone in with one hand tied behind his back if that's the only market they seem to be going for you know Thank you Davey that was Davey in Guruk on 0141951 here is your full time teaser for tonight and I like it right I really like it we're going back a bit with Colin who emailed in and you know the drill by now but in case you've never heard it Colin sent this email to fulltime at Clyde1.com so you come up with the answer uh, the question sorry and the pundits try and come up with the answers. So, Rangers played in the first ever Champions League group stage in 92-93. I suspect this is more aimed at Roger Hanna, Mark Wilson. Mm. Out of the seven other teams, five players went on to later play in Scotland. Can you name them? So Rangers were one of eight teams in the first ever Champions League group stage. Of the seven other teams, there were five players who went on to later play in Scotland. Basil Bolly. Oh, he's stolen one off you, Roger, because he knows you'll get the All harder right. ones. Give me one name. Uh, Frank Sosie. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. You've not got two. You've only got five in nice, total Roger. tonight. So you've Great only three, three more to get. Bolly and Sosie. Can you name the five players? Who did not play for Rangers But did play in the first ever Champions League group stage And later went on to play for Scotland Basil Bolly, Marseille Went on to play for Rangers Same team, Frank Sozzi Of course went on to play for Hibs So let's see if you can get the other three uh, A bit later on in the show Let's start. Let's hear from a couple of uh, the managers From yesterday What about Ange Postacoglu He was getting lots of praise there From the previous caller Really proud of the group, uh, you know, at the today, which, as you should, in a in a semi final, and um, you know, we kind of knew what was at stake, and you know, Rangers kind of this was their last opportunity to sort of you know gain some success as well. So we knew it was going to require all our facets of our game, and uh, I thought we did that. You know, we played our football when we needed to. We uh, we defended you know, really strongly when we needed to, and and throughout it all, just underpinned by just the unbelievable work ethic this group of players has, and. Um, you know, they they found a way to overcome the challenge again and it's a credit to them. I mean, you know, I get the narrative, we'll be lucky again, but that's all right, you know, we just keep winning games of football and um, we defended, I thought we defended really well. You know, there was a lot of balls coming in the box and I thought two set-halves were outstanding. Um, 
the work rate of our front players, um, I mean, days of my head, it was, was incredible, particularly in the first half. And uh, I said, you have to earn these things. And uh, I was really pleased that this team showed that they can be resilient as well as uh, play the football that we know we can. What about Michael Beale then talking about the future in particular and how Rangers fix this and, and start competing? Some are fighting for their futures, obviously, and we have to play the games in front of us. It's a big weight and responsibility wearing the shirt for Rangers. It's a huge privilege as well. But I think it's also obvious that we're getting to, to the summer and there's going to be some change. If you haven't heard any news now around certain players, it would be um, a miss not to be keep asking the same questions because if you don't hear anything then, and people's contracts are running out, it probably gives you a good indication there's change in the air. So in the summer... There will be some fresh faces coming in. There'll be renewed energy, renewed ideas with some of the boys that we've got now, of course, and we'll have to do better, all of us. Kent and Morelos will have made their last appearance for Rangers at Hamden. Possibly, yeah. Some quite revealing comments, Roger, from Michael Beale. I don't think it was in that clip, but the biggest summer rebuild in years. And then effectively confirming, is it, am, I, am I wrong to stretch and say that Kent and Morelos won't be? Won't be staying I think people maybe knew that Or felt well, that But it's the first It's, it's, it's as open as Michael Beale's been on it If Rangers announce five year contracts For Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent In the next 48 hours You better keep this show on To 10 o'clock every night this week Gordon um, It looks to me That they're both leaving the club um, It looks to me that Decisions have probably been made On the majority of players Who are out of contract You wouldn't really see Stephen Davis at 37 Get a new deal Phil Hillander hasn't played in a year Scott Arfield's been in the periphery since Michael Beale came to the club um, Alan McGregor's 41 um, the, the big decisions Do Rangers activate the Tillman loan? For me, no You wouldn't pay the 5 million? No um, The other one is Ryan Jack Now, when Ryan Jack's fit and playing He's a very good player And he would be in the Rangers starting 11 But are the are Rangers able to agree a deal that's structured that's going to you know, be attractive to Rangers and attractive to Ryan Jack. It, it, it's going to be interesting. He's out again for another three or four weeks. He's missed Rangers' biggest game of the season again. So, you know, do they give him another deal knowing what they know about how many games he's, you know, he's played over the, over the last few seasons? So big decisions to be made as well on, you know, Barisic, a year to go. Do they let him run down his contract and go for nothing in a year's time? Kamara, not really been seen under Michael Beale. Hadji, nobody knows whether he's going to get back to the levels that he did before that cruciate injury, which was 15 months ago. Hmm. Um, Kemar Roof, hardly played this season. Tom Lawrence, hardly played this season. So you could find that, you know, Michael Beale spoke about wanting five players in. Michael Beale might need double figures in the door well, at Rangers in the summer. Would you pay £5 million for Malik Tillman, Mark? I'm on the fence with this one. A couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, um, when you see glimpses of him, you can see a real talent in there. And you think, yes, because you take into consideration his age, possible sell-on value of that, and what he delivers when he performs to the top of his game. The argument against it is £5 million, a lot of money, you really want a player who you can rely on in the big games. And that's the, that's the thing, in the big games. Big games against Celtic, he has disappeared. So when you spend that money You're wanting some return on that level And I don't think he's proved that However I'll cut him some slack He's still young He is talented So I think that's one of Michael Beale's mm. toughest decisions Because that's going to eat a big chunk 
at the money he's got to spend. I think it's tough because I have absolutely no argument to put up in the sense of, of trying to say that Malik Tillman has done well in the Celtic games, but would you cut him any slack on the basis that right now, clearly, this Rangers team is nowhere near as good as that Celtic team? And therefore, in the head-to-heads, which Rangers players really have performed well? Would you be willing to assess what Malik Tillman might look like in a better Rangers team than this current one? Yeah, well, like I say, you can see he's got ability. Um, you can see when he's playing in a team that's dominating possession against the other teams in the league that, yeah, he is the ones that breaks the lines. He will get you goals. He will get you assists. Um, he can go by people. So the attributes are there. You can see that. The problem is against Celtic, yeah, they don't get as much possession they don't get as much territory, they don't get into the final third as much as they do against other teams and Tillman defensively has been asked to do a job against Celtic where I think that's the weakest part well, of his game. He, 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 he needs to do more. He needs to do more. Now, Dyson Maida or Malik Tillman, who's got the more skill, who's got more technical ability, who's fancier on the football? Probably you would say Malik Tillman. But he has had 1% of the influence in these fixtures that Dyson Maida's had because yeah, Dyson Maida six put, lungs. He put, well, he puts in 100% more effort. Look, you know, Rangers made a wee slip in the opening minutes at Ibrox in the league game at New Year. Mm. Maida sees it, bust forward, scored a goal. Yesterday, there was that moment, that split second of uncertainty in the Rangers defeat. Was that mm. a free kick? Oh, what are we doing here? What's happening here? Dyson Maida doesn't hang about. Yeah. Goes and takes the ball. What am I going to do with the ball? I'll tell you what, there's Jota. I'm going to put it on yeah. his head for the opening goal. That's why you're he, here. I think that's a great point because, do you know what? See, when I looked back today, yesterday, I think everyone was caught up in how slow Rangers were. Yeah. But see, when that first happens, Maida's miles away, see, well, relatively speaking. You know, he, he puts in the effort, he puts in the hard yards. I would have more sympathy. You're asking Mark to cut Malik Tillman a bit of slack. Mm. Uh, I would have more sympathy for Malik Tillman. If he was running yeah. about mad trying to influence people, isn't he? I mean, if we're comparing well, someone's if, running if, if for a different type, he's in the wrong type sure. for this fixture. But you can't compare anyone's running to Dyson Maida's, really. He's, he's the best at it, isn't he? You see, I mean, he's, he's been influential. He's the one of the, the, that Celtic forward line you were talking about earlier on with yeah. Thomas Sikola. He's the one that probably doesn't get all the headlines, but he's always in the team. Right, Graham, who's on the line? How do you sum up your feelings after yesterday? Disappointed in that, but I'd like to cut Michael Bill a wee bit of slack, mate. Okay. He's came in there and that's been a shambles for him. Van Bronckhorst was not back properly in the summer and he's dealing with players who don't want to be there, at least three of them don't want to be there, and five or six maybe no going to be there. It's a hard gig for him, mate. And I don't think, I'd like to ask the panel, what could he have done different when five players all switch off at the one time? What can he do about that? I don't think as a manager at that specific time you can't do anything. You, your hands are tied. You've set your stall. Your team started relatively well. There's certain incidences you can't do anything. Um, but when Michael Beale walked in, I, I, I do agree with you. It's a shambles. But Michael Beale, why I don't cut him as much slack as probably Graham is because he's he's had a relationship with a lot of these players. I think it should have been easier for him to get a tune out of the players than if another manager came from elsewhere. So I think he was already a couple of steps ahead of where he should have been. And I don't think it's worked like that. If anything, you know, it's stalled. It's It's got better against a lot of the teams in the league, but it's stalled when it's Celtic and it's Aberdeen and it's Celtic again. It's been a horrendous 10-day period for him, and that's defined his season. 
Yeah, and you can't argue with anything. I said in the show a few times, you know, when people were giving Rangers, rightly giving them credit for the performance at Tynecastle, the performance at Easter Road, etc., etc. That great comeback at Petodre when Arfield scored a couple of goals. This group of Rangers players will beat Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen nine times out of ten. And if that's what you want from a Rangers team, fantastic, fill your boots. But, you know, Rangers supporters like Graham want to see Rangers competing on a level footing with Celtic. And these Rangers players are not competing Mm. on a level footing with this Celtic team. Haven't done so for some considerable period of time. That's what cost Giovanni van Bronckhorst. And as I said at the top of the show, Michael Beale either needs to get rid of a raft of these players or they'll get rid of him. What do you think, Graham? Because Mark agrees with you in terms of in that specific moment, Michael Beale can't do anything. But Mark's bigger point is he's meant to be a very good coach, and Mark thinks he should have got more out of the group generally. Is that is that fair? I don't think it is because he's coaching another manager's players. They know his players. He he just coached them for Gerard. Then when he came in, you don't know how they. We might not want to say he's just coaching guys. He's not bringing them in and. Talking to them, looking at them in the eye and saying, right, you're going to play for it. He's just coaching. Now he's a manager and he's looked at them like that. It's not happening, mate. Just. No, listen, you can't have it both ways. When Michael Beale's taking credit for being part of that team who, who won the league and coached these players as, as the, the team that stopped Celtic and had control of Celtic at that time, you can't then say, oh, listen, that, no, his players, he was just a coach. He was a part of it. He'd had a relationship with the players. Players speak very highly of him. But then it's up to Michael Beale to, to take that further when he's given the manager job. Totally different role. I get it, but for me, he should have done better with those. Do, does, does that dynamic work in football, coming back so soon as a manager and dealing with a lot of the players that you coached under Stephen Gerrard? Now, it's different you can do five or six years down the line and none of the same players are about, but a lot of these players at Rangers mm. recognise Michael Beale as their coach. And then they had Stephen Gerrard up there as manager. You go back, you go back to Celtic, Martin O'Neill at the game yesterday. Martin O'Neill, when he was sweeping everything in front of him, people used to joke he was never on the training ground. Steve Walford took the training. Yeah. And then Martin would come in and he was the manager who managed the players and everything that came with that. You know, when Martin left, if Steve Walford had become Celtic manager, no guarantees mm. you know, anything, yeah. anything would have worked. So they, they went and got another big personality in Gordon Strachan. And you played under Gordon He signed you. you You know what happened then He did quite a bit of the coaching He did it all Yeah, yeah. He did yeah. both roles Yeah He's but a slightly was, different but character was, He's a different And he yeah. was the manager I just wondered You know Whether some of these players Just now yeah. Are thinking oh, It's also I'm not sure It's also a different time Isn't it Because I get the relationship and, and But you know Time does pass How many months ago Then would Michael Beale Have left Rangers The first time You're passing in November 18 months Right so Yes, there's always a case that he should be able to do more, but quite simply, is and take your pick, Morelos, Kent, Kamara, whoever, are they as good as they were eighteen months ago no. for, for whatever reason? No. So, Absolutely but they should not. be. They're, they're different from Alan McGregor, who's forty-one, mm. and a Steve Davis. Morelos and Kent are at an age where. They should be hitting mm. their peak and getting better. Oh, listen, but absolutely, but there are just loads of players who just don't keep going in an upward trajectory, aren't there? Just yeah. Generally, for whatever reason, I get that argument, but then listen. Then my argument is Michael Beale should have recognised that sure. he shouldn't have hung his hat on him, yeah, and he enough. did. Thank you, Graham. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. All right, it's an interesting question this tonight because we're not looking for many answers, 
Rangers played in the first ever Champions League group stages 92-93 Out of the seven other teams There were five players Who went on to later play in Scotland Basil Bolly, Frank Sozzi Both came from Marseille To Rangers and Hibs respectively Give me one more name Roger Joachim Bjorklund Why shown off for Gothenburg Wonderful Magnificent Who Magnificent. would have known He's That Gothenburg were in the do you think Gordon Deal Would have got that On a Tuesday or a <laughs> Well he would have When Roger, Roger takes him <laughs> well, well, We're actually just trying To work out What the teams were Rangers famously Were in a group With Marseille Club Bruges And CSKA Moscow There wasn't an English team Because Rangers Had knocked out Leeds, Leeds United exactly. In the Battle of Britain And there wasn't A German team So you would have had Rod Wallace Noel Whelan Etc Yeah um, and I think Rangers, Leeds had knocked out Stuttgart Who were the German champions Okay It was a wee bit like Cali Thistle mm-hmm. In Queen's Park Because yeah. Stuttgart actually Something put like out Leeds And played an ineligible player Yeah I mean It's great that you've shown off How clever you are With all your <laughs> background <laughs> info That's But if you get any more, any more answers <laughs> to Give the names You want to No oh, We'll get the rest so of close. them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are on the home straight tonight which means there's still time to go over some talking points from the weekend and maybe more importantly in their minds uh, trying to come up with the answers to this full time teaser um, I'll, I'll look through that glass to see producer Chris mm-hmm. eagerly typing away he's, if he thinks he's actually found Additional answers to this question But we'll see I trust Colin He's needing to eagerly shave He's now looking like A young yeah. Brian Blessed yeah. <laughs> Yes <a bit. laughs> uh, Colin Who sent the question in Full time at Clyde1.com tonight Out of the Seven other teams Who played in the first ever Champions League groups So Rangers played Out of the seven other teams Five players later Went on to play in Scotland You've given me Basil Bolly and Frank Sozzi From Marseille uh, Bjorkland From Gothenburg went on to play for Rangers. I mean, on Collins' list, you've got two to get. Right, go, go for it, Mark. Van Vossen, one. Now he's not. What makes you think that? Um, because I suggested that, and Roger said that's a good shout. Okay. Go for it. So we reckoned it was either PSV or Ajax. We think probably PSV. I think it was too early. Ajax won it in '95. The other name we thought going from PSV to Rangers was Arthur Newman. Arthur Newman. Yes, well Roger. done. So that was a team. Was Van Vossen one? No. 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 Oh, <laughs> I know that. I feel redundant um, now. Okay. Um, Chris reckons he's found some bonus ones that are just going to blow your mind. Oh, but goodness. That's me. annoying when that happens. The Canio? No, 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 none of them, no. But anyway. Right, I'm going to stick with Collins 5, right? Because Collins sent the question in. But Chris reckons that Dimitri Karin, remember him? Aye. He played half a game. For Club Bruges apparently Club Bruges. I tell you what That's some research for Chris No Did he play for Club Bruges? That's some of the best work he's done Well on his Wikipedia It doesn't look like he played for Club Bruges oh, so I take that back uh, But anyway Don't worry Let's just go for Collins 5 I mean it kind of changes the, We've mm. moved the goalposts a bit Who's the other one I said Selenko? No Against Club Bruges it was Sorry against uh, Nope Hmm Okay, listen. You've got one to get, as far as we know, uh, before the end of the before <laughs> yeah. the end of the. Uh, it's your complete lack of confidence in this list. Ah, listen, we won't be far off. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, let's hear a bit more from Ange Postecoglou here, speaking about Cameron Carter Vickers. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong since we signed him, and um, uh, you know him and Carl as a partnership 
you know, I could be wrong, but they, I don't think they're still lost uh, domestically. You know, they're, they're an outstanding pair. They, they really work hard together, and, uh, and Cameron has, has, keeps growing as a player, as a leader within the group. Um, that's his last game for us, so he'll, he'll get his. Uh, you know, he needs to get his injury looked at now. So you know, that'll be it for him this season. You know, but he wanted to play today. Sort of was trying to push for him to have it done a bit earlier, but. Um, I'm scared of him, so I just let him do what he wants. And um, yeah, he, he was keen on playing today, and he put in a performance that um, you know befits his standing at our football club. And uh, you know, it's a credit to him. Mark, does that add an extra layer to how impressive Cameron Carter Vickers has yeah. has been and was yesterday? Well, I, I think a lot is new that he was carrying an injury. I don't think we all knew the seriousness of it that it needed seen to now. And it was his choice to play on. I think that I think Celtic fans will hold him in even higher regard, knowing that. But seeing the performance he put in and how critical he was, um, because the back four yesterday for Celtic were outstanding, and he was the pick of the bunch. Such a presence in there, had the strength and pace to deal with Morelos, and positionally every cross that came in, he seemed to be the man that was on top of it. So to bow out this season. After all the other performances he's put in, right enough, um, because he's been terrific all season, to bow out in that performance takes a lot of doing. And look, he will be missed for the remainder of the games. I do have sympathy for him because he won't be there to play in the cup final day, mm. but he's certainly pulled his weight this yeah, season. There's a lot of focus, understandably, on what Rangers do now and what they look like between now and the end of the season. Um, but there'll be no Cameron Carter-Vickers as confirmed by Ange Postacoglu and presumably no Alistair Johnson either despite his dance moves whilst holding crutches yesterday yeah um, I don't want to belittle anything I don't think it'll make a huge deal of difference you know Celtic need one win out of the last five games and I'm going to come all over all Hugh Keevans here Celtic should win the Scottish Cup final with or without Cameron Carter-Vickers I would imagine Um, I think Cali Thistle will give him a better game than you might expect but you would think Celtic would win. Um, Anthony Nelson will come back in. Yuki Kobayashi will come in with Starfield moving to right centre back where it probably looks more comfortable. But when we're talking about Carter Vickers, for me, the most salient point, I don't know whether you heard Chris Sutton after the game yesterday. Chris Sutton said, when Celtic signed Cameron Carter Vickers, he'd seen him once before, seen him playing a game for Spurs, and he said he was dreadful. And he thought, oh my goodness, what have Celtic done here? Even just signing this guy in loan, this guy's not the answer. And Cameron Carter-Vickers has completely proven him wrong. He has dumbfounded everyone with the way he has developed, progressed, become a cornerstone, not only of the Celtic back four, but of the Celtic team. Um, regardless of the fact he won't play for the rest of the season, he will come into the argument and debate about Footballer of the Year and... He continues to improve season upon season And you just wonder what his his ceiling has gotten Right, let's try and get one more answer to this teaser We're looking for the other players who didn't play for Rangers But did play in the first ever Champions League group stage And later played for Scotland You've given me Newman, Bolly, Sozzi and Bjorkland I've told you that producer, because we checked this uh, But producer Chris has worked ever so hard And he's found some bonus ones we think Mm, In Dimitri Karin Yep. And Stefan Lindquist with six games for Motherwell. Oh, I know. So, like, forget those, right? But there's what? one more. Is that another Gothenburg win? It's a, no, it's an absolute cracker. A doozy. And I love it. There's a reason in particular for Close. that. Close? Nope. Stefan Close, no. Mm, a Motherwell man. 
PSV Eindhoven Yeah And Motherwell <laughs> Mitchell van der Gag Mitchell van der Gag Who's now Number two at Manchester United See Is he? It's all there yeah. Eric and Hag's assistant the Knowledge yeah. What a man Anyway thank you Roger Hanna And Mark Wilson That was extremely busy Tonight on the phone So thank you so much For getting in touch We always appreciate it After the big games And if you couldn't get through Do not worry Try it again tomorrow We'd be delighted to have you Andrew McLean's looking after you tomorrow Alongside Simon Donnelly And Gordon DL I'll speak to you Wednesday night But Callum Gallagher Is up next